Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace where people far from God experience life in Christ. Sit back and relax and listen to today's message and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can we all stand? For the reading of God's word. Amen. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10. This is a familiar portion of scripture because we shared from this scripture a few weeks ago. Amen. But God's word is a living word. And what you got yesterday, you'll get something new tomorrow. And so there's still a relevant and I believe a potent word for us to receive from God's word today as it pertains to Galatians. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Verse 9, let us not become weary <laughs> in doing good, but at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Let's pray. Father, bless this word this morning, God. You know what we need to hear, Lord. You know what we're facing this week. You know what we're dealing with right now. You know what we left at home and what we're going back to what we left on the job, what we're going back to, what we're going through in our bodies and our relationships, Lord God. You know it, oh God. And I'm asking today that you would speak life and strength and your direction as it pertains to your people this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. As you're sitting, I want you to tell your neighbor, my payoff is coming. I don't think they believe that. No, 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 no. You try to try somebody else. So my payoff is coming. No, no, no. I don't think they I don't think they got that. Let me try. Brother Jonathan, my payoff is coming. Okay, okay, okay. We're getting there. Hopefully by the end of the message you get the points. Amen. The payoff. Our payoff is coming. Amen. Amen. The payoff is coming. Amen. I don't know what you've been going through, what you've been facing, but the Lord sent me here to tell you this morning that your payoff is coming. The big payoff, amen, the thing that you've been waiting, the thing that you've been searching, the thing that you've been praying for, it is coming, amen? Praise the Lord. The Bible lets us know in the book of Galatians that we are not to be deceived, that, we're, that, that God is not mocked, amen, that wherever a man sows, he reaps, amen? And I believe that we're in a season where God is calling us to reap. We, we spoke about that. We've been preaching that really throughout our messages the last couple of Sundays, amen, that this is a reaping season. This is a new season for us as a church and for us as individuals. God is doing something new. God wants to give us a big payoff. God wants to bless us. What is the big payoff, Pastor? Well, the big payoff is the blessings of God. It's the benefits of being a follower of Jesus. It's the manifested promises of God in a Christian's life. It's, it's God's best for me. I want you to say, neighbor, it's God's best for me. Uh-huh. It's God's best for me. That's the big payoff. It's, it's God's best for me. It's the very things that you've been seeking the Lord 
about. It's the very thing that you've been asking God to do. I believe that we're in a season where you're going to see the manifestation of those things come to pass in your life. The Bible lets us know in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, that the blessings of the Lord brings wealth as no trouble to it. One verse says the blessing of the Lord make it rich and it added no sorrow. I've never been sad when I saw God's blessing. Amen. When I see God blessing, I don't know about you, I get excited. I get, I get happy because of everything that I've been praying about, of everything that I've been seeking him for. Well, Pastor, how do we get this big payoff? How do we get the very thing that God has for us? You know, I've been reading this book recently by, amen, Pastor Joel Austin. The book is called I Declare. And some of you who's following me on Facebook will see my decorations that I put up from time to time. Amen. And he's been talking about the power of declaring God's promises. Amen. If you believe in God to do something in your life, you have to find out where, where, where is it written in the book. And you have to begin to quote that thing, declare that thing, speak that thing over your life. That's, why one, that's one, of, one of the things I love about my, my African brothers and sisters, especially my Nigerian brothers and sisters. They'll be declaring and decree, they'll declare and decree in a minute, Father, in the name of I declare, I decree. I pronounce in the name of, I adjure you without spirit in the name. I mean, they just be declaring and decreeing. I mean, in a second, I'm like, well, Dad, you think they were the king or something? I mean, decrees they were making. You, is this an edict from the royal throne? My God. Good Lord. But they know how to declare and to decree God's promises. And let me tell you something. You might be laughing, but them things come to pass. Come on, breakthroughs be happening. Come on, break. Jobs come, finances come, people get healed, demons get cast out, people get delivered because the word of God is a living word. It's an active word. When you, when, when you trust in God for something, you speak his word. Activate his word in your circumstance and you will see the big payoff. You will see the blessings that he has in store for you. The blessings of the Lord make it rich out of no sorrow. So how do we get this big payoff? Well, the payoff is free but not cheap. It's free. There is a price you pay for God's blessing. Okay? Well, if I just say it's free, what do you mean it's not cheap? Well, it costs you something. It costs you something. It's, 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 it's not something that, 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 that you could just easily just go to the store and, and attain it. It's a process that you must go through to receive God's blessings. There are prerequisites for the manifested blessings of God. There are requirements that we must adhere to in order to get the big payoff that God has for us. Example, a school teacher establishes a reward system geared to motivate their students on the basis of class performance, participation, and behavior. Think about that for a second. That's how you get to the next level. On your performance, I got some educators in the house. Participation. Amen. And behavior. Well, the Bible lets us know that there is a school called the school of the spirit. And if you're a believer, amen, you're in the school of the spirit. I'm not talking about the school of hard knocks. Amen. I'm not talking about the school of life. I'm talking about the school of the spirit. Because we all are in school, whether we realize it or not, and class is in session. And God uses, amen, Amen. Our class performance, <laughs> our participation, and our behavior to determine whether or not we're going to get the blessing. 
Come on, are you sleeping on your homework assignment? Amen. Are you doing the proper things you need to be done? Because he's looking at your performance. He's looking at your participation. And he's looking at your behavior. I can't get no help in here this morning. Y'all come wide in here. God is looking at those things this morning. The word of God lets us know that Heavenly Father would judge each person based upon their works or their deeds, amen, and their relationship or intimacy with him. God is looking at two things when he looks at the believer today. He's looking at our works, which are our deeds. He's looking at our relationship and our intimacy with him. The Bible lets us know in Revelation chapter 22, Verse 12 to 13, he said, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. I am Alpha, we sung that song this morning, and Omega. I am first and last, the beginning and the end. He's going to judge our works, the stuff that we do, the stuff that we don't think no one know that we did. He's going to see it all. He judges it all. He looks at our works. At our deeds. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 to 14 says, Now all has been heard, and here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed, everybody say every, uh huh, every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. God would judge us. He's going to judge us by our works and by our deeds. And then secondly, he judges us based upon our relationship or our intimacy with him. He looks at the relationship. He, he looks at the status of your relationship. You know, if you, if, if you are a member of Facebook, they give you a little part that says, what is your relationship status? Amen. Whether you're single. You used to be, you used to be single. Married, divorced, or in relation with. Now it's complicated, confused. You know, now it's backwards. I mean, I, it's cat and dog. I, I, it's just so much stuff now. You have to you can add your own, your own comment in there now. But what is your relationship status with God? Huh? Are, 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 are you in proper relationship with God? Do you have that intimacy established with God? Because the Bible lets us know in Matthew chapter 7, Verse 21 and 23, he said, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? <laughs> Sound some pastors to me. Amen. Yeah, uh, did we not drive out demons in your name? Sound some believers to me. Did we not perform many miracles in your name? He said, then I would tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. See, God does not look at the works. <laughs> he looks at the relationship. How is your relationship with God? There's a balance between the two. How is your relationship with God? These are the things that God judges in order for us to get the big payoff. You cannot plead the promises but violate the principle. You cannot plead the promises and violate the principle. You can't say, God, heal me, heal me, heal me of my high blood pressure, Lord. Heal me, heal me. But yeah, you're eating salty sardines and fried chicken every week. You violate the principle. 
You talk about, Lord, deliver me from lust and lust, and you look at that porno every day. Come on. You, you violate the principle. You can say, Lord, I'm trusting you to, to provide this for me, but yet you're doing the very opposite thing. Your actions have to line up with the very thing you believe in God for. You will not get the payoff. You will not get the blessing unless you're doing it God's way. God wants to give his children the best, just like any natural father would. But he also desires our best as well. God will bless his people. God wills to bless his people. There's one word that God ultimately uses in order for his people to get the big payoff. And that word is faithfulness. We just talked about how God is faithful. But God's looking for his people to be faithful. He's looking for his people to be committed. For his people to be consistent. That's what he's looking for. Uh-huh. Faithfulness is defined as having an unwavering belief. It means consistency, consistently loyal. In other words, you're a loyalist. You're not going to be here one day and be over the next day. You are loyal. Amen? I preached a message a while ago at the gathering church that God is calling us to be loyal. Amen? What's the loyalty in the house of God? He wants us to be loyal to the church, loyal to the vision, loyal to get the, 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 the needs of the other people met. He look, he's looking for loyalty. God wants us to be loyal. Faithfulness is someone who is consistently loyal, not being promiscuous, someone who's faithful in a relationship. Amen. God paints a beautiful picture many times in, in the Old Testament when he's dealing with Israel. He paints them as one who is constantly going out into adultery because they're not being faithful to God. We are the bride of Christ. Are we being faithful to our husband, man? Are we being faithful to Christ? Are we constantly sneaking out at night, doing our own thing, and then trying to creep back in the bed in the morning and say, I just weird. Come on now. Are we being faithful? God wants us to be Faithful. It means someone who is conscientious. It also means someone who is correct, someone who's, who, who is accurate. Why do you think when, when, when you have a keyboard in front of you, they call the very symbols on the keyboard characters? You know why they call it characters? Because they never change. If I go to my keyboard, 1 o'clock in the morning, A will always be A, 1 will always be 1, a colon will always be a colon. They call them characters because they're stable. Do we have character like that? That I can come to you any time, and I'll see that you're still stable, that you're still in line, that you're still intact. Or I'm going to come and see you. You're going to be here one day, here the next, and there the next. Faithfulness. See, that's a quiet word in the church. Everybody got quiet now. I just stepped in something. But that's all right. We'll walk right on through it. Amen. The Bible says a faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. I'll say that again. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. That's Proverbs 28, 20. The word of God speaks plainly to us today. The God that wants to bless us, but we have to make sure that we're in line to receive the blessing. Now, when we deal with the whole, the whole word of, of, of faithfulness, God wants us to be committed to his will, committed to the call, committed to the things that he has called us to do. Now, there's some things that every Christian, every believer needs to know about being faithful. When you deal with the concept of faithfulness, it's usually discovered amid adversity. <laughs> we, we, we think about something. When, when God calls you to be faithful, your faithfulness is going to be tested. And it's usually tried amid adversity. Um, faithfulness or being committed does not depend on gifts or abilities. 
God's not looking at that. He's looking at your faithfulness. It comes as a result of choice, not conditions. It's not something that, there's not something that ah, I fail to do it and I don't feel it. No, it's a choice that you make. When I married my wife, it was a choice to make. Amen? It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a, I choose to love. Amen? I, I, I choose to love you. Minister Dwayne just celebrated his fifth wedding anniversary yesterday. Good God praise for that. Boy, you're halfway behind me. Come on. Come on. Amen. He chose to love Rhonda. And Rhonda chooses to love him. Amen. In spite of themselves. Come on. Come on now. That's a choice. It's a, cho it's a choosing to love. You choose to love God. You choose to serve him. You choose to be faithful with him. Come what hell, come what high water, you're going to stick it out with him to the very end. That's how you get blessed. That's what he, that's what he looks at. And it and, 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 and lasts, faithfulness lasts when it's based on values. But it's something that you can really stick to, your values, your core values, the very thing that's a part of who you are. It's a part of your system of belief. It's a part of your core, the way you operate. It's, it's part of who you are. It's easy to be faithful because it's a part of your heart. It's a part of your system. It's a part of your life. So there are three things I want to share with you about the big payoff. And I'll be out your way today. Are y'all with me? All right, all right, all right. We'll do Father Abraham. I'll wake you up in here. Come on. Praise the Lord. The big payoff, amen, is God's reward for my faithfulness or for your faithfulness. Here's the first that we must realize. What a person plants, he will harvest. What a person plants, he will harvest. We read the scripture in Galatians 6 that says, do not be misled. No one makes a fool of God. <laughs> this version says, what a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. <laughs> All he has to show for his life is weeds. God have mercy on this person. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. What a man plants, he will harvest. We are daily sowing and reaping in this life based upon the decisions of yesterday. What we did yesterday, we're paying for today, whether good or bad. God is not mocked. Yes, he's merciful. Yes, we make mistakes. He, 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 is a, he, he, he is the ultimate atonement for our mistakes. But the consequences, he does not always erase. Uh-huh. Got quiet. Yeah, that's all right. All right. Praise the Lord. I heard all of us say preach. I'm going to preach. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. I got one person. Amen. What you do now is going to affect you later. Realize it or not. It's going to affect us. See, if you understand anything about agriculture as it pertains to farming, you understand there are different times and there are different seasons for things to be manifested and for things that we have to do. We understand that now we're in the fall. Now it's the time of sowing and a time of, of planting. Uh huh. And then we get into the winter. That's the cultivating time. That's the time of waiting. That's the part where it's, Lord, it's cold. Lord, when it's going to happen? Hurry up already. I don't see nothing happening. Ain't nothing growing. 
but you're at the roots are taking root under the, under the snow. You don't see all that stuff. Lord, I don't see nothing above the ground. Hurry up. But the deeper the roots, the stronger the tree is going to be. Come on. We rush in the process because we ain't seen it on the outside, but God is working on something on the inside. If you just look down below and see what he's doing, you'll realize he's working a miracle out for you. So the wintertime, that's the time of cultivation. But then you have that springtime. That's that time of harvesting. That's that time of reaping. That's the payoff. Amen. It's beautiful when it's springtime outside. It's beautiful. The sun is shining. The weather is beautiful. Everybody just looks happy and gay. It's just like, woo! It's springtime. But then the summer comes, and it's time for replenishment. And it's time for preparation so we can go through the cycle all over again. And if you be honest with yourself, that's the cycle of life. You have your seasons where God is calling you to sow. He's calling you to cultivate the winter season, the spring season. You have the harvest. You have the payoff. And the summer season is the replenishment. And you're preparing for the whole process all over again. And it's happening all at once in different times and different seasons in our life. Financially, you might be in a winter season. But in your health, you might be in harvest. So you might be saying, hey, everything's all right. They just happen simultaneously all together at the same time. We go through different seasons. Now, a farmer, must, a farmer must realize that in order for his crop to grow, in order for it to mature, the atmosphere has to be set. A particular atmosphere. I cannot grow oranges in the state of New York because the weather would kill my harvest. I have to go to a hot climate to get citrus fruit because I have to understand the power of the atmosphere. The atmosphere is a particular environment or surrounding influence. And then we have to check the climate. The climate is the usual pattern of weather in a particular place. Some places you should not be around because the climate is bad for you spiritually. It will kill the seed of the word of God in you. You come out full of faith, you leave doubting and disbelieving. Why? Because the climate shifted something in your heart. That's why you have to watch what relationships you're in and the people that you're connected with because the climate will kill you. The climate will abort the promise of God. It will cause you to doubt the very thing that God said he was going to do for you. You have to check the climate. And then the weather is really that state of atmosphere at a given place at a given time. The seed of God's word must be in the right conditions to be manifested. The Bible gives a perfect picture that there was the word seeds were sown, and some fell on good ground and stony ground, and some fell by the wayside. You want your seed to fall on good ground. You don't want the birds of the air to come and get it. That's the enemy snatching the word away. It paints a beautiful picture when people come to church. Because some people say, yes, Pastor, I received that word. Mm -hmm, amen. Yes, I'm going on my way. And Tuesday, that's got everything the pastor said. But it's the one who's taking notes who said, I'm going to meditate on this later. I'm going to read over what pastor's talking about. I'm going to get that scripture. Let me just double check. Let me just get this. And that's the person that will, well, the word is falling on good ground. Because they take the time to dig in. They take the time to really hear and really, and, and really digest the word. God wants you to set the proper atmosphere in your heart for his promises to come forth in your life. That's how I made it this far. It's because I activate the word of God in my life. There must be a daily atmosphere set for God's word to come to fruition. We must not conform to, to, we must conform to God's way of doing things. Yes, we must. 
Sister Boy put a beautiful scripture up on Facebook this morning. I said, she's only my message. She don't even know it. Romans 12, 1 and 2. says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you will be able to test and approve God's will, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. But pass out the will of God is. Are you conforming to the ways of this world? Because when you walk in God's spirit, the Bible says you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is for your life. You don't have to come to the pastor what God's will is. As you're doing God's will, he will show you what his will is. He will open it for you. He will reveal himself to you, his will for you. So the big payoff is God's reward for my faithfulness. What? A person plants, he will harvest. Number two, we must not give up or quit. And this is another thing that takes us as believers out to a place of discouragement. Because we give up too easily. We quit. The Bible says Galatians 6, 9, so let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. Some of you are fatigued. You're like, Lord, I'm I'm doing good. I'm trying to pay the tithes. I don't see nothing happen. I'm doing this. I'm, 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 I'm doing that, and I'm doing this, and I don't see nothing happen. Let us not get fatigued. Fatigued. At the right time, we will reap a good crop. We will harvest a good crop if we do not give up or quit. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Oh, that, that, you, that ain't here. You try somebody else. Don't give up. No, that sounds so weak. I want you to just tap them and say, don't give up. That's right. That's right. Don't give up. 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 The Bible says in Psalm 27, verse 14, stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I say it again. Stay with God. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to quit. This is the time to stay focused. This is the time to stay focused. We had a, 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 a business meeting ministry leaders meeting this Thursday and our brother Olu came and he was just sharing some of the things that he was facing as he was sharing I'm going to put this stuff on blast but as he was sharing his testimony I was so admired I so admired his faith even in the midst of just facing challenges because we all did with pop ups amen but he had this tenacity that said I'll come this far and God you got to make a way for me I'm doing what you've called me to do, and I'm believing you to make a way for me. That blessed my heart. Because you could easily say, you know what? Forget this God stuff. Forget, forget, forget all this stuff. I'm going to do me. And he said, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to believe God. Y'all going to believe God with me? I'm going to believe God, which we're going to stand with you. Don't give up. Don't quit. You're on the verge of something. See, this is where it gets good. See, when you feel like you're giving up, you have to know that you're this close to your miracle. You're this close to your blessing. It's that time where you just want to say, like, oh God, I can't go anymore, any, any longer. I'm tired. You're this close to it. You're on the brink. You just don't see it. We just don't see it because the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So you ain't going to be able to see it anyway. Your faith is going to lead you there. Uh-huh. You're on the brink of it. But you have to hold on. Don't quit. Don't give up. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, people with their minds set on you, you will, you will keep completely whole, steady on their feet because they keep at it and don't quit. They keep at it and don't quit. He said he keeps the mind completely whole. 
don't know about you, but this was times where I felt my mind was walking out the door. But he keeps my mind completely whole. When I can't sleep at night and when I have nightmares and when I'm just overwhelmed of the burdens and all the things and all the decisions and all the things that I can't do and I have no answers to the questions that are coming in my mind, he keeps me completely whole. He keeps my mind in perfect peace. When I feel like I'm about to lose and about to snap, when I feel like, Lord, this is it. Take me out of here. I'm ready to go home. I'm done. It's him who comes in and puts my mind back together. It's him who comes in and gives me the strength to say, Arthur, if you don't quit, if you don't give up, I'll bless you. I'll give you what you need so you can go on. So we must never quit. We must never give up church because we're this close. We're this close. As a church, I believe we're this close to our breakthrough. There's something we believe in corporately God to do. And I believe God is about to do if we don't give up. This is not the time to say, oh, I'm tired now. Okay, I done pushed all summer. Ooh, that's it. No, this is not the time to give up. If you just push just a little while longer, I'm telling you, church, we're on the brink of something. We're on the brink of something. And when we get blessed, amen, the blessings just begin to spread. It's not just something that's corporate. It's, it's not just something that's just individual. It's a corporate blessing. You'll get it. You'll get it in one way. She'll get it in another. He'll get it in another. He'll get it in another. But the blessings will come. The blessing will make it rich. The Bible says that rich means make it fat. The excess, the extra. He's going to bless you. You have some baggage. Come on, I know I'm really blessed. Amen. Amen. I'm carrying a lot of blessing around. And make it rich and add in no sorrow. You want God to add his fatness, his extra to you. He'll do it if you don't give up. If you don't give up. Pastor Everyone said nine years. Nine years think it flew by. I said, no, it didn't flew by for me. It's been nine years. For like 20, 29 years. It's not been easy. Man, so Dwayne can tell you, seven years has not been easy. There's been time as a, as a boy, we just said, Lord, is this it? Woo, God, God, is this it? It's, just, it's getting heavy here. We're getting tired. I see sometimes on my leader's faces, okay, God, woo, there's a lot going on right now. And a lot of times, it's not even the church stuff, it's the personal stuff that we face. And we bring all that stuff with us to church. And we can't function because we got the personal stuff at home and job and marriage and finances and health and all those other things happening. And then we say, look, I'm doing all this stuff. I can't even focus on that stuff. Forget that stuff. But God tests our faithfulness. Are you going to? Look, Jesus gave it all on the cross. I mean, he gave it all. He didn't, he didn't hold nothing back. He gave it all. The Bible says when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, he prayed so much that he was bleeding drops of blood. I don't think we got, got I know we've been stressed. I don't think we've been to the point where we were bleeding. We were sweating drops of blood. He gave it all. He expects for us to give it all. Not to be radical and crazy and, and, and out there and off the chair. I'm not talking about that stuff. Balance. But he wants it all. He never promised us an easy life. But he, he, he promised us a blessed life. And he will bless us if we don't quit and we don't give up. The big payoff is God's reward for your faithfulness. We must never give up or quit. And finally, this, is a, this, this, this one here, I believe it's such a blessing because I see it's so active. It's so happening here at the Gathering Church. We must work for the benefit of others. You want the payoff? 
Take the focus off yourself. Take the focus off of you. Take it off of yourself. We must work for the benefit of others. Galatians 6, 9 through 10 says, so let us allow ourselves, um, let us allow ourselves to get, let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued about doing good. At the right time, we will reap, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up. Right now, therefore, every time we get a chance, let us work for the benefit of all. Starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. So in other words, it starts in the church, but God's calling us to ultimately touch the world. That's why we do slam dunk the junk, because it starts in the church, but we're touching the community. This love that God has put in our heart is meant to be shared. This gospel, this, see, the Bible says nothing but a love letter of how God loved us in spite of us. Uh-huh. It's just a love letter to us. And he wants us to share this beautiful love story. See, people don't have an issue with Christ. They have an issue with his church. Sometimes church life and the life that Christ has is sometimes totally, totally different. Because we made it to our own little culture, our own little thing, our own little mindset, our own little way of doing things. And we come so closed in and so narrow-minded that when people come to the door, we can't even receive them. They can't even stay because they don't fit the mold. Because we're not relevant anymore. I must work for the benefit of others. There, there, there are so many examples in, in God's word that cause, that cause us and challenges us as believers to give. We look in Luke chapter 16. I'm not going to read it, but if you look at Luke chapter 16, verse 19, it's the story of, of the, rich man, Lazarus, the rich man and Lazarus. And here's Lazarus, poor, broken, begging on the gate. Help me. Give me some food. I, I, I'm hungry. Soars over his body. And the Bible says the rich man just sits there over and look back over care. And paints a beautiful picture of them both dying. And the rich man is burning, really burning in hell. Hot, asking for something to drink. You think you've been parched in the summertime? Ready to be parched in hell. There's no water. A drop of water can't do nothing for you. But Lazarus is here, resting in Abraham's bosom, being comforted. Because of the life that he, he, he lived on earth. If only Lazarus would have stopped, focused on him, stopped focusing on himself and gave, he would not wind up in that predicament. God wants us to give today for the benefit of others. We read Acts chapter 4, verse 32, and it talks about how the believers shared their possessions. There's no one who had need. If I had two houses, hey, brother, you need a house? You got to graduate from school, you need a house. Here, here's the key. Here's a house. Brother Ola, you need another car? Here, here, bro. Here you go. Here's, here's a car. Come on now. See, that's where the church should be. That's my vision for the gathering church, that we got property and land. Come on. Have cars and stuff. If you have need, come. You need a job, we'll hook you up. Come on. Come on. Why can't the church own businesses? Come on. Why the world got to own up everything? Why can't the church have it? That's the type of blessing. He wants, he has blessed us to be a blessing. Come on. And we're called to be blessings in different ways. Some people, God has blessed you with excess in terms of finances. And so, you know what? You're a giver. It's easy to write a check for you. It's just easy just to, to sow and to give. Okay, I don't got that gift. <laughs> That's not my gift. My gift is time. My gift, my gift is how can I help you? I'm a, I'm a listening ear. How can I encourage you? 
That's my gift. We all have different gifts. Some of your gifts, might, you might be a crafty. You might like to make things. That just, but hey, you know what? I, I was painting, and I saw this picture, and I think it would be beautiful for your home. I, I, I want to bless you. Come on. Brother Willie has a gift of health. He said, you know what? You need a ride to the supermarket. I'll drive you there. I'll drive you back. Don't worry about the gas. I got you covered. Come on. Everybody's giving is different. But we're all called to give. We're all called to give. I must work for the benefit of others. When God begins to grade you at the end of the marking period, he begins to look at your behavior. He begins to look at your participation. He begins to look at your performance. He says, often, let me see the faithfulness of this person and the faithfulness of this person. He said, okay, well done. That good and faithful servant. Uh-huh. I'm going to bless you. You're going to get promoted. You're going to get the payout. You're going to get the blessing. You're going to the very thing that you believe in for, you're going to get. I think sometimes at churches and pastors, sometimes we could be guilty and say, God wants to bless you. God wants to do this. God wants to do that. No, God's not going to do it without you doing something, too. Because we are that bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. He ain't going to bless you if you live in sin. God don't bless mess. He sure don't. So if you living up and doing all types of things, if you ain't tithing, he ain't going to bless you. You're going to get the trickling effect. You're not going to get the fullness of what God has for you. If you want the fullness, get in line with God. He'll bless your socks off. Come and he'll take you places that your bank check can't take you. Yes, he will. I'm a witness. He'll open up opportunities. Because sometimes we think it's all about the, the money. Sometimes it's the benefits. Oh, by shata. Sometimes it's the benefit. He'll bless you with benefits. He'll open up opportunities for you that you say, Lord, how in the world did I get here? Well, you're faithful. He'll take you to places. He'll open up doors. He'll give you experiences. He'll give you benefits that are out of this world. Me and Brother Dwayne, we talk a lot. He said, how did I get here? <laughs> Got the office with the big view. How did I get here? Shittable shata. They come to my office. Dwayne, how can I help you? His assistant, how did I get here? From Jamaica, just trying to build a well. Belly had water. How did I get here? God. He worked with his miracle. He didn't sit on his butt and not do nothing. He busted his tail every step of the way. And God said, up, oh, you go to the next level. Click. You go to the next. You've been faithful. Go to the next level. Go to the next level. Go to the next level. I look at that condo. I said, Lord, that condo's too small. We get that. We get that. Brother, we get that house. How did I get here? We get that new car. How did I get God? God, 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 God. He does it. He does it. He does it. He does it. He blesses you. He opens up doors. Come on now. He does it. I tell my wife, I said, will we have that baby? How did we get here? But a doctor said, we don't know what to do. God, how did we get here? He's going to do it. He's going to do it. You got to claim the promises. Ladies, when you walk down the aisle, how did I get Come on. Come on. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll blow your mind. He'll give you the big payoff. He'll bless you. Your resume says one thing, but God said, I'm going to give you something else. God will do it. He will do it today. So God wants to bless you today. I want you to say, God wants to bless me. Uh, Y'all don't sound confident. Say, God wants to bless me. Uh, tell, Tell your neighbor with an attitude, God wants to bless me. 
That's right. He does. He does. He's looking for opportunity to bless you. He's looking for it today. But it's our responsibility to partner with him so we can see the blessings. Can we all stand? Hallelujah. He wants to bless us today. He wants to bless us today. He wants to bless us. He wants to give us the big payoff today. He wants to do it today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that this message was an encouragement to you. Don't, it's not the time to quit. What you sow, stop. But Pastor, I sowed a lot of bad stuff, and I'm feeling a lot of this, the consequences now. Sow some good stuff right now. So tomorrow you'll see the blessing. I don't care what your past looks like. I don't care how marred up, how jacked up it is. Sow some good stuff now. Uh-huh. Help somebody now. Be a blessing now. Do it God's way now so you can guarantee your tomorrow that you're blessed. Come on now. Come on. God is, God, God is no respecter of person. What he does for one, he can surely do for another. There's no need to get jealous of your brother or your sister because they're thriving and striving. You keep on pressing and you are walking to your wealthy place too. God has it for you. What God has for me, it is for me. You just have to receive it uh, and walk in it. And he's going to bless you today. Father, we come before you today. If this message is for you, I just want you to raise your hands where you are this morning. Because I believe that God wants to bless this church. Amen. He wants to do it. He has a heart for it. He's longing to do it. He, he, the blessing of the Lord will overtake you. I believe that in this season. It will chase you down. It will look for you. It will find you out. Father, I pray even now in the name of Jesus for each hand that is raised in this sanctuary. And I'm praying that you will bless each and every soul. That you want to give them the big payoff. You want to bless them. I believe you want to open up the windows of heaven and pour them out a blessing, oh God. Father God, may my brothers and sisters have been faithful. Oh, God, through the ups and through the downs, they stayed consistent, oh, God. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would, oh, God, do only what you can do best, oh, God. Be their God. Be their Lord. Be their Father. You desire great things, oh, God. And the great thing about, the great thing about a father is that a father surprises his child from now and then. He throws in little bonuses and special treats because of behavior, because of performance. He just throws and says, just because I love you, here you go. Just because I, you were on my mind this morning, here you go. Oh! And you begin to bless. And you begin to pour out. And you begin to do things that we never thought you can do, oh God. So I'm believing you to do it today for my brother, for my sister, for the families that are represented, for marriages, for homes, for jobs, for businesses, oh God, for relationships, for health, for bodies. I'm believing you, God, to do it. I'm believing you to do it. I'm believing you to do it. I'm believing for divine turnarounds in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we declare and decree there will be divine turnarounds in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree there will be breakthroughs this week. There will be breakthroughs this week. There will be breakthroughs this week, this week, this week. This week, there'll be breakthroughs this week. There'll be turnarounds this week. There'll be testimonies next Sunday of the breakthroughs that are happening this week. It's coming this week, saved God. It's coming. 
We're believing you, God, to do it. We're believing you. We're believing you. We're believing you. Oh, God, that the payoff is coming. The blessing is coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. In the name of Jesus, oh, God. So we posture ourselves to receive. How to receive the blessing? We receive it with a praise. We receive it with a heart of gratitude. We receive it with our worship. We receive it. We say yes, Lord, to it. Yes, we don't know how it's going to come, but we know it's going to come. Because you're faithful like that. You would do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask for even faith. And so we pray Ephesians 3.20 over your people. And with a damn decree, oh God, that you would do exceedingly abundantly above all they can ask for even faith. According to the power that worketh within them, Father. That's the power of your spirit today. So Father, I bless you even now in the name of Jesus we pray, Lord God. Amen. Come on and give the Lord a praise. you but I'm blessed I might not look it but my soul blessed my mind is blessed today my bank account is blessed today my marriage is blessed today oh I'm blessed today you may not be able to see it but there's something working on out for me God said it's working together for my good he's blessing me he's blessing me even when I cannot see it even when I cannot taste it he's blessing me you better go out here with the notion that you're blessed today you're blessed today don't let no one tell you otherwise you're blessed you're blessed you're blessed God wants to bless he wants to give you the payoff today he's going to turn around for you I believe it I believe it. that's our declaration today that we are blessed as a church. Don't let no one tell that little small church of 18 ain't doing that. The devil is a liar. There's mountain moving faith in this church. There's mountain moving faith in this church. This church is full of giants, full of leaders, blessed people coming out and going in you might come in here broken but you'll leave here whole you might come in here confused but you're coming here with understanding because this is a blessed church we're blessed we're blessed we're blessed so i gotta tell myself you're blessed i gotta touch my mind you're blessed you're blessed you're blessed bank account. I know you saying something different, but you bless bank account. You bless. I know they line up this month, but I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. I might got some little peanut cracking job, but I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Don't let the devil lie to you. You're blessed. You got what you need. You got the king of glory living on the inside of you. 
you got the hope of glory living on the side of you. You're blessed this morning. You're a giant in the faith this morning. He's for you. He's not going to leave you now. He didn't come too far from the turn his back on you today. Oh, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Leave here with that notion. You're blessed. You're blessed. My professors get on my nerve. You're blessed. You're blessed. But my mother's driving me crazy. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. My wife is getting on my nerve. You're blessed. You're blessed. We don't open your eyes and see. See your name. You better recognize. You better recognize. You blessed. You blessed. You have what you need in this season. You have it in you. You blessed. You are so blessed. You got to realize it. It's the mere fact you were able to make it to God's house this morning. You're blessed. You don't know what scheme the devil put up against you to stop you from coming to this church this morning. But you can receive this word. You're blessed this morning. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Zion. You're blessed this morning. I want to encourage you in the faith this morning. Just don't give up. Don't give up. The payoff is coming. The blessing is coming. It's coming for you. You are blessed. Shout one more time. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Glory to God. I felt something shake in the room. Come on, I gotta, I'm gonna break this yoke this way. I want you to shout one more time. I'm blessed. Okay, that was one for the father, that was two for the son. And we're going to get one more. Mr. Dwayne, I know we got to go. My help is here this morning. Hallelujah. We're going we, we, to do it again. And this time we're going to hold it. We're going to Shabbat. You see, when the Israelites was marching around the wall, they got to come out. They're marching around the wall of Jericho. The Bible said they marched for seven days. It was silent. There were people in the camp said, why are we so quiet? Why we can't say nothing? What is Joshua up to? We're supposed to be going and getting the city. We can't get the city like this. God's not going to bless us this way, is he? But the Bible said on the seventh day, they marched seven times. And on the seventh time, the Bible said they gave it a shout. We're going to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Because you're not, there's no losers in this house today. I don't, don't see no losers nowhere. I don't see this, this none of that. This, 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 this winners. That's the new one. We winners. Ain't no losers here. We're winners. Amen. Winners. Hold up your sign. Let you never know I'm a winner. I'm a winner. It's winners here. When you see, when you see a friend, just go like this. Winning. I'm really winning. <laughs> I'm really winning. Put a hashtag on that. I'm really winning. <laughs> just hold it up. Brother Baylu. I'm winning. <laughs> There's no losers in God's house this morning. You are winners. You are blessed. You are so blessed. Some of you shouldn't even be alive. But the Lord says, you were supposed to be snatched out at birth. You are walking miracle, my sister with the green. You're supposed to be snatched out at birth in God's There's a destiny on the inside of you. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here. Come in, come in. I'm going to break every lie of the devil off you. Come lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I call her to her purpose and to her destiny. 
in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of a timidity. For God has not given you the spirit of fear. You hold back too much. You bold when you want to be, but you need to be bold all the time. Because there's a praise on the inside of you. And Lord, I call forth the glory of God that you're placed on this woman of God. Lord God, her praise is a radical praise. Her shout is a radical shout. And Lord God, I pray that you begin to do that new thing that you promised her even now. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, let it be done. Give him a shout. Hey! Glory to God. Glory to God. You better stop holding back because he gave you something. He gave you a shout of victory, of triumph. Glory to God. Try my, my business. I feel faith in the room. You just got a financial breakthrough on that one. <laughs> Next semester is taken care of. Okay, faith is rising. Okay. My God. Oh, have mercy. You're blessed. Y'all ready for that shout? Y'all ready? On the count of three, you better let every demon in hell know that you blessed. I don't care, I don't care what no one says. You blessed. You're blessed. I don't care what your education said. You're blessed. I don't care what your mama said. You blessed. I don't care what your friends said. You blessed. You better know you're blessed. You're blessed today. You are so blessed. You're so blessed. Oh, I'm trying to move on. The Holy Spirit's not letting me, so I, I'm going to let it have its way. You're blessed. It's like some of you, he's trying to penetrate your mind because you have such a poor uh, uh, self-worth of yourself. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're so blessed. See, y'all ready? Zion. Here we go. The count of three. We're going to declare one more time, I'm blessed. And we're going to get out of our way. Amen. In the name of Jesus. One, two, three. I'm blessed. Woo! 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 You got it, 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 you got it. You got it. You're blessed. 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 Oh, 
Oh my God, you're blessed. It's like it's raining in here. You're blessed. Earl, full restoration. Full restoration. Full restoration. Glory to God. Glory to God. You better know you got it today. You got it. You got it today. You got the goods today. You got the goods today. Oh, you got it. 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 You got what you need. You got what you need. You got what you need. Ba 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 Oh God. It's like I see the Lord opening up a treasure chest for us. He said, that's for the gathering church. That's for the I just saw the Lord open up a treasure chest. That's for the gathering church. You better thank him for it. Because there's treats in there. There's the unexpected in there. Oh, God. Lord have mercy. Thank God for the unexpected miracle. Unexpected praise. Somebody that praise him on credit. You don't see, but it's about to happen for you this week. Oh, you don't hear me, church. I said somebody's getting a breakthrough this week. You better praise him like it's your own. You better write your name on it. You better claim it this morning. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours.